0: Hello, hello, nerds. I'm the Man Nerd, and I'm joined today by... Steven Shred, that's me. Steven Shred, (laughs) got it this time. All right. All right, and this is... Video Nerds. Today, we are going to be talking about something I'm super excited about, because I didn't think this was going to be a good movie. In the trailers and everything, I was like, eh. But it turned out to be very good, in my opinion. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Since everybody knows I play D&D, this was very scary for me because I thought they were going to totally ruin it like that first movie. Steven, did you ever see that first one?
1: I don't believe so. I didn't even know there was a first movie.
0: Yeah, they tried it back in the day and it was not good. (laughs) It was very, very bad. So I'm going to go into my no spoilers movie review real quick because this is going to be easy for me. It is a natural 20. (laughs) I love this movie. And to be honest, if I didn't know a lot of Easter eggs and notice things from the game, which they did so well, then I would have still given this probably a D12 for sure. Still a great movie. Still going to watch it again. But D20 all the way for me. What do you think?
1: I would say probably D12. I really liked it. I would watch it again. I I don't really go out of my way to watch movies like very often. Uh, A lot of the times the things I rewatch are shows, but uh, I would definitely watch it again. I really liked it.
0: Right. So from a guy that doesn't play D&D, that's pretty damn good right there. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. If it even wasn't a Dungeons and Dragons movie, it's still a pretty damn good fantasy. They've got a good storyline. They throw so much in there that I don't know how they made it work in two and a half hours. They have humor. They have pretty damn good action scenes, some good CGI, uh, some bad CGI, but uh, great actors that aren't acting as well as they can, mostly because that's what it's all about. Basically, Dungeons Dragons, you're role-playing. It's people sitting around a table pretending to be other people and they're not trained actors so there you go
1: yeah I thought it was done really well and it did world building in a way that was immersive but wasn't overwhelming which I feel a lot of uh a lot of movies and shows that are based on you know beloved series and beloved uh IPs they tend to go a little too hard to the point where if you're not a fan, you don't really know what's going on. So the fans love it. You know, it's huge fan service, but then anybody else that's branded to it's just completely lost. Like, what's that? Who's that? Is this supposed to matter? You know, what are they talking about? I think they did this really well though. Like I didn't feel overwhelmed. You know, there were certain things where I was like, what's that? (laughs) But it wasn't like, it didn't hurt the story for me not to know what something was or to not know a certain reference it was more like a nod to people like you who have played dungeons and dragons know all the lore and all that kind of stuff like it's more of a nod to you than it is a hindrance to me not knowing yeah and that's
0: a good point because all those things that you know the world building you were talking about the cities the map in the beginning uh not really a spoiler if you If you didn't watch the movie, you won't know what it is. Or if you know Dungeons & Dragons, you'll know what it is. So we've got Neverwinter, a big city. They talk about Waterdeep. They spend most of their time in Neverwinter. They also go down to the Underdark, which is a big thing in Dungeons & Dragons. It's like cavernous uh, place underneath the earth that has caverns that connect all throughout the world. And it's where a lot of uh, nasty stuff lives. So they've got that. And they they had so, so much. And they pretty much left it around the Sword Coast, which is a very popular spot in uh, Faerun, which is the world of Dungeons & Dragons. So it's good to hear that as somebody that didn't know all that stuff, that it still worked very well for you, that you were able to pick up on you know, this world and, and get immersed in it.
1: Yeah, like all that stuff I didn't even know honestly yeah. i thought <laughs> like this is how little i know i thought dungeons and dragons was like made up map and like place every single time i didn't know that there was actual like settings for like the general play
0: <laughs> oh yeah it, well there's so much to this they've they've come out with different basically different settings uh, and then they've have you know big settings like Faerun. And they have all these different type of storylines and you can buy them as supplements, as books, as adventures to go through. And you can just use that adventure. Or like what I do, I just make shit up because that's just what I do. So we just make shit up and make fart jokes and just have a good time. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of, there's so much lore and worlds and, and monsters in Dungeons and Dragons. It's nuts. It's since the 70s it's been building up and up and up and up.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd believe it. Like, just the little bit that I've heard from you and, like, the stuff when I played the one and only game that uh, you had me play when you were like, alright, we're gonna walk through and make your character. I was just like, what? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, I, I, I would imagine there's a lot to that. So, the fact that they were able to get both my approval, somebody who's Not really uh, in that world. And then your approval, somebody who's super deep into that world, says a lot about it.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, we're going to get into some spoilers, man. We're going to do this. So, you know what that means. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right. So... Why don't you go ahead and start with what you liked about the beginning of the movie? Uh, your your takeaway from that whole beginning scene uh, or scenes in the prison and the eventual escape.
1: Uh, pretty much just the... Uh, I, I liked the idea that they were just going to give us the, uh, the good old exposition dump, but have it kind of like a uh, expedited version it was like kind of quick like usually when uh they have the classic like you know they're trying to do the expedition exposition dump and then there's one character's like all right like enough like usually it's kind of cringy because i like the mcu does that a lot where one person's you know, explaining something, and then one of the other characters is supposed to act as like the audience, like, oh, they're gonna go in a big old long thing. But uh it, it was pretty good. Like, it kind of introduced us to the character in a quicker way, and it uh, felt like it tied together and just kind of set up way better than a lot of um, some of the more recent films that I've seen do like the exact same thing. And then just the escape just like made me laugh because. You know, they go on and on talking about a uh, certain council member. They're like, oh, I thought he was going to be here. And they keep on bringing him up.
0: Ericokra Jarnathan.
1: Yeah, they keep on bringing him (laughs) up. And I was like, why is it so important that he's here? I thought it was like, you know, because he was going to be in favor of them or he was somebody he knew. And they just use him for the escape. I was like, all right, uh, you got me there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that that was so great. That whole scene, Chris Pine's character's talking about his his story, getting you up to speed on everything while they're in prison. That was my favorite because, like you said, it was good exposition. It it brought you in. But one of the things about it is in a, in a game of D&D, every character wants to get their backstory out there. So sometimes you end up listening to your fellow players for so long <laughs> talk about things like that. And they kind of made fun of that a little bit. Especially with the way they kept coming out of it and saying, Jonathan, Jonathan. And you could tell from that, as you're playing, you have all these different players that have this idea in mind of what they want to do. And that's all on their mind. So they're trying to poke at it to make it happen. And that's what the whole Jonathan thing was all about. And the fact that they did get pardoned, but they're literally crashing out the window with this birdman to escape and they could have just walked out there free was fantastic because that's what a bad role will get you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Like, <laughs> the fact that they actually got pardoned, I was just like, like, all right. <laughs> I yep. was like, all right. Uh, uh, now now I'm invested. Let's see what this movie's about.
0: <laughs> all right, so I'm going to ask you another question. Who was your favorite character?
1: Um, Just ability-wise, like just because I think it's like super cool. Uh, I don't remember her name. The uh, girl who could transform into like animals.
0: Okay, the druid, uh, Sophia Lillis, who played Doric.
1: Yeah, I think she was my favorite because like just the, all the transformations are super cool. I there There's two things that always attract my attention in uh, anything like power-based. Number one's fire, but we didn't really have any like fire bendery kind of things. Not like specific yeah, not fire, nah. at least, and uh, transforming into things. I think it's super cool. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah.
0: yeah, they did a great job with the druid powers, which is called wild shape in the game, which is so freaking cool. You can level it up, like you start as being able to uh, transform into small beasts, and then eventually you can even become a freaking T Rex, man. It's still, yeah, which is
1: cool because we get to even see that progression in the movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, she kind of starts out with the, with the owl bear, which is pretty f- freaking big.
1: <laughs> I, th- I think she won me over with just that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, one thing about that, she's not nitpicking anything. She's <laughs> a tiefling, not. which is pretty much like a, a demon, but she's mostly human in this. I think they did that on purpose. I'm not sure the reasoning behind that, but yeah, typically they look more demonic than that. Way more demonic. All she had was the little horns.
1: Could just been a decision because, you know, she's an actress that's been in a lot of stuff now, especially like the It yeah. franchise, I guess if you call it a franchise, two movies. But, you know, maybe they just don't want to hide their uh, actors and actresses that much. Yeah, it's probably probably a good point there. You do get to see the tail though. <laughs>
0: and you didn't notice that till later, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when she popped out of the tail to like, what was it? She like grabbed something or she saved somebody with the tail or something. I don't remember the exact moment. I, I even asked you, I was like, has she had, had yeah. a tail the whole time? <laughs> yeah. I, I just never <laughs> noticed that she had a tail. My favorite character. I would say it goes against
0: everything, but this is just for this movie Zinc which was the paladin. (laughs) And there's a reason for that. Like, he played such a good paladin, just no nonsense, doesn't get jokes, doesn't get irony, super good at what he does, super just good, just helping people out. And that person that everybody looks up to, and then regular people go, I kind of think that guy's an ass (laughs) just because they're so good. And one of the things in that, that character in the movie is an npc because he's not part of the core group he comes in he helps them out he pretty much does a whole battle by himself so the party doesn't get tpk'd uh total party kill and then he leaves before the big boss battle saying that you can handle it there was even the joke when he's walking away like man he walks in just such a straight line <laughs> He was totally an NPC, and that was fantastic.
1: I didn't even pick up on that.
0: <laughs> yep, <Yeah. laughs> so great. But then again,
1: I'm thinking of it as like a movie. You're thinking of it as a game, so I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're like ten steps ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I was I was just reading into this thing, especially the second time. <laughs> that second time, oh man,
1: yeah biggest thing that i was waiting for man that i got super hyped on that ended up being like pretty adorable the freaking super chubby dragon i wait for dragons all the time i mean i even had an entire part of my elden ring run i did an entire stream where all i did was hunt down the dragons dude i freaking love dragons they're i don't know they're super cool so when they finally got the dragon out and it's super chubby and i was like that that's that's the highlight (laughs) i loved it
0: Oh yeah, that that fat dragon was amazing. <laughs> and I had heard like something like oh, there's a fat dragon and I had forgotten about it until I saw the movie and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, there it is. And uh yeah, that that dragon was great. <laughs> and I even looked it up afterwards because I didn't I didn't know it is a real dragon, of course, in D&D that uh stayed around a certain part of the underdark, which is where they were. They were at a different part of the Underdark, which is why the paladin said he must have found a new lair. And then Chris Prine said, I think he ate it. <laughs> so that was, a, that was a cool little nod there that I had to get afterwards.
1: <laughs> yeah, I loved that part because it's like Dungeons and Dragons. Where are the dragons? And then we get to see it. <laughs> so yeah, I was happy. <laughs>
0: talking about that, another thing that, of course, I was reading up on this thing afterwards reading up everything I could. There was a couple scenes that you would like this because you're all about dinosaurs and dragons, of course. There was two scenes that they pretty much made almost exactly like a couple scenes in Jurassic Park. First one was when the druid girl was hanging and almost got uh, chomped up by the dragon. So from an up-down shot, kind of like when uh, the girl was hanging from the vents and the velociraptors we're chomping at her so there's that scene then there's a scene later on in the maze uh, with those creatures that can project themselves and the dwarf and it tricks the dwarf and then he gets taken by behind like the velociraptors and that hunter in the first one
1: Hmm. i
0: thought that was pretty cool they did that on purpose
1: always win me over with dinosaurs
0: (laughs) yep Where's dinosaurs now story wise what was your favorite part of the story?
1: I would say like um w- like some of my favorite points were just the uh which it, it's such like an it's it's not even like a thing anymore the averting audience expectation thing i I feel like ever since like infinity war every single movie goes to do it now but mm-hmm. with like you know a uh, Hugh Grant's character actually ended up being a villain with Chris Pine actually setting up the reason why his wife died. Like, things like that that, you know, now we're going over certain things again through different lenses. Like, I really like that because it kind of falls in line a little more with uh, certain choices and with certain outcomes. Because, like, uh, you know, when they go for the initial heist, Chris Pine gets like frozen in there and all that kind of stuff. And it's just kind of like, how did they screw that up that bad? Yeah. And then, um, you know, in the beginning when Chris Pine is talking about how he was, uh, you know, they would do good and ask for nothing kind of thing, but then you see how he is now and you're just kind of like, how did you go from that to this so quickly? And it turns out it's because he wasn't doing it like that. He was stealing, you know? So it, it set things up And it made certain characters Personalities make sense a little bit more Because it's like, how did Chris Pine go from this like White knight, never do any wrong To a thief, just randomly It, it seemed And it's like, oh, he's always kind of had this in the back of his mind And he finally acted on it and he paid for it And that's what <laughs> set everything off so uh those certain points were some of my favorites but yeah the uh final battle was pretty cool too so story-wise i would say those are some of my favorites but then again you know the climactic you know final meeting of uh, the characters is always gonna be a huge point (laughs) oh yeah
0: and the the big plan for the bad guy to destroy the world or whatever they're doing yeah that's always
1: fun yeah (laughs) how about you
0: story-wise that is such a hard one because the whole thing was so fun (laughs) from the beginning to the end chris pine's character growth was probably one of my favorites like you said and it was averting expectations and you got to see the character growth as he realized that he is kind of a piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) and then that he did cause everything that he finally admits it and then he can start moving on and be in his daughter's life and then that's when everything in her life that she thought was good is revealed to not be so good Hugh Grant being an asshole so (laughs) yeah that was uh that was good I always like good character growth and probably one of one of my things is Justice Smith's character Simon the weak sorcerer who ends up becoming pretty powerful and leveling up and attuning to a very powerful helmet at the end and realizing that he was in his own way the whole time. Cause that's uh my first character was a sorcerer. So I can, I can relate.
1: <laughs> Heck yeah. Got a soft spot in your heart for it. Yeah. Yeah. His character definitely won me over, which uh, before that he was 50, 50 because the two things I knew him from detective Pikachu and uh jurassic world i can't remember what the sequel was called not the most recent one but the second one of the three not dominion but the other yeah, one. yeah which his character okay. in that was absolutely obnoxious all he would do is scream and panic every five seconds And it's like dude stop <laughs> detective pikachu <laughs> i liked his character so he was he was at a he was at a 50 50 so this one pushed it over <laughs> i ended up nice. liking his character So now you like it yeah yeah we're fine <laughs> There's some actors I haven't forgiven yet though. <laughs> this one, he gets the pass. He he was annoying once. Okay. But now he's okay. <laughs>
0: okay, got it. I would say ooh, another character we're talking about characters like Holga, Michelle Rodriguez, the barbarian woman. <laughs> she was great.
1: Not gonna lie, <laughs> when you said your favorite character and you're like, ah, like you know, and you're a little hesitant, I was like, is he gonna is he gonna say her because of the whole like Muscle waifu thing, or where, where are we going with this?
0: <laughs> no, no, I I like her as an actress, and she was great in this as a barbarian. She just knocked it out of the park. She
1: definitely is the perfect actress. It has to be the NPC man. The yeah, NPC got to be the NPC. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> she's definitely
1: the perfect actress for that role. Like, I don't think there's another actress that's so closely associated with like being the female character that could beat up all the male characters. <laughs> That's just her in pretty much every movie she's ever been in.
0: Okay. How did it how did it hit you when you found out who her husband was? Oh, <laughs> <Or> her ex-husband.
1: <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then you come to find that now he's with another, like, giant woman. So I'm just like, ah, this guy's got a type. I like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so basically a, a halfling, which is uh, another word for a hobbit. Because they couldn't use Hobbit, because <laughs> Lord of the Rings use Hobbit. So basically, uh, Frodo.
1: Is Hobbit a? Uh, is that like a um like a copywritten thing? Is that like trademarked?
0: It is for Tolkien.
1: Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah.
0: So since that was already taken, they they made their own. It's just called a halfling. Basically the same thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That like when the door opened and we get like a good look i was just like oh my god like (laughs) they're they're full on going with it oh yeah they made everything about it fun and comedic the the random twists and turns that they had in there just made things like i said fun
0: and the fact that it was bradley cooper did that mess
1: with you (laughs) (laughs) seeing him like that was just like (laughs) ah dude it was funny like yeah, there, there's like so many series and movies that try to do stuff like that that it's just kind of like, eh. But man, like every time they went for something, it hit.
0: Okay, let's uh, let's breeze by because there's so much in this movie that we can't cover. <laughs> so freaking much. Let's breeze by and get to the uh, to the nitty gritty, down to the end. All right. I want to talk about the maze. I have something to point out. All right. There was a Dungeons & Dragons animated series in the 80s. And it went on for a few seasons, and it was on Saturday mornings. And I even remember watching some of it. And you can actually find them all on YouTube right now. They're very cheesy, but they're still fun. (laughs) And it's got all the main tropes, you know, the wizard, the uh, athlete, blah, 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 all of them. So now, if you watch the maze, you see all the different groups of characters, all the different adventure groups kind of split up and, and go different ways. They actually recreated that entire group from the animated series in that maze, and they end up in that cage at the end. (laughs) Damn. Every single one of them. And another little thing that you would probably like, the actors that played those characters were the actual voice actors (laughs) from that animated series.
1: Interesting. Damn, just layers upon layers.
0: Layers upon layers, man. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was looking at that i was like man that's like right on the nose like those those characters look so familiar so i had to look it up had to look
1: it up (laughs) yeah that's yeah that's like that's levels like um even beyond like the last of us bringing in joel's uh voice actor as one of the main characters and um ellie's voice actor as her mom that's (laughs) that's step beyond that damn Yeah, I would have never known. I didn't even know there was an animated series. Yeah,
0: yeah it uh, it was pretty low key. If you watched uh, Saturday morning cartoons in that era, you know you'd probably see it there with uh, with other ones. Like I think around the same time they had that Zelda one Mm. going on in Super Mario
1: Brothers. The Zelda one I have unfortunately seen. Uh, Yeah, (laughs)
0: unfortunately.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the like two episodes I I'd seen of it. I was just like what is
0: this <laughs> I used to love those shows And I try to watch them again and I'm like eh, Me days changed so much So much It's like
1: me re-watching Yu-Gi-Oh And just be like Jesus Christ <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay so the ending You want to talk about it Talk about the big finale What they were trying to do
1: I'll let you take this one because I'm, uh, I'm interested if there are certain things That I just completely missed
0: well, the the only thing that I would say, the big bad in it, it wasn't the, well, the sorceress mm-hmm. was kind of the big bad, but her boss that you got to see, Saz Tam, hmm. he's actually a lich, a real lich in Dungeons & Dragons. So that was cool because the whole thing was uh, about what he did at uh, a city... long time ago ended up turning most of the inhabitants into turn them into uh his undead army so killed them brought them
1: back to life and he is a do you know what a lich is uh no i kind of associated that with like maybe like a necromancer or something
0: yeah yeah so a lich is a necromancer that ends up becoming uh, they completely leave their corporeal body, and they just become this uh, necromancy energy, basically.
1: Oh, damn! It's actually kind of cool. Though super powerful,
0: <laughs> yeah. And the way they portrayed him was pretty freaking sweet. So this big thing—they're basically recreating this uh, this spell that he did with this red fog that turns people into his undead army. So they're doing this in Neverwinter, one of the biggest cities and they lure everybody into the stadium where this is going to happen because they've got to be present for it to happen. But of course, the adventurers stop it by goofy shenanigans, portals throwing a treasure on this balloon that's going across the city to lure everybody out to get theirs. You know, to get theirs. I'm just going to put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was that was pretty fun. I'd say that's the biggest thing there, the lich reveal. Oh, the final battle though <laughs> that's one thing i noticed every move in that battle was just so good they had a real spells people had like the same order you can do in battles the s- sorceress would cast a spell and then she lost concentration which is a thing you lose concentration on a spell and it goes away they did spells like misty step which is basically short short range teleportation within 30 feet they did that, the spell with the giant hands. Oh, uh, they did so much <laughs> and it was so much fun.
1: Yeah, see, so all of that I would just assume was like, oh, you know, action choreographer. But I, I, I didn't know any of that was like actual stuff that you find in Dungeons and Dragons.
0: <laughs> and that was one thing that I was like, I was very surprised when I saw that. Cause when you battle in Dungeons and Dragons, basically everything is like in slow motion. So basically, 10 rounds is one minute, and you go through each person. So each person in the group is one round. Uh, so let's say there's three people fighting and two bad guys. So the three people go and the two bad guys, that's one round, and you do 10 of those, and that's one minute. So it's slow motion when you get into Dungeons and Dragons battles. So everything's very drawn out. I've had battles take like three hours before, and you're just going and going and going and to see all this happen so quickly and notice the steps of it it was pretty fun it was pretty cool
1: so it's like a dragon ball z fight where it's like we're seeing everything yep. normal <laughs> but then when they show what everyone else sees it's just like flashing lights
0: <laughs> yep <laughs> exactly yeah
1: that's that's pretty cool yeah this is this is why i just handed it off to you there i would have never known any of that
0: <laughs> i gotta throw out my nerdy shit here because man I had so much fun on this movie, and I bought it for a reason. It's so good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely a fun movie. And uh, despite it being, what, two and a half hours? It did not feel like it at all felt like completely enjoyable.
0: Yeah, it's so enjoyable the whole time. And like I said, uh, how do you feel about everything that they did in that movie? To me, it was so much that I can't believe they crammed that into two and a half hours and made it work that's nuts
1: yeah that's always the biggest thing it's like you could have all the time in the world and make super super long movies but it's like if something feels like it's been dragging on then it's, it's gonna ruin the movie but it never felt like anything was dragging on it didn't feel like anything was rushed like i don't know how they did it but they they nailed the pacing on putting all of this stuff into one movie it's insane because there's movies that have I watched there like three hours three and a half hours and there's parts where i'm still like what's happening like what what are we doing now but this one everything felt like it was explained everything was justified resolutions were found like it didn't feel like uh it didn't feel like there was anything that was like unwarranted or you know just a weird plot point to fix that this has been going on for too long so it was it, it was it was solid like <laughs> can't say much else besides that
0: yeah well i'm going to leave it at that because that was that was great <laughs> we've talked about all the good things there's really nothing bad about the movie to me it was just fun the entire time everything was good
1: yeah, i think the only thing that i had to say was uh when uh the druid girl gets caught i was like why wasn't she sneaking around as a mouse <laughs> I think that was my only thing where I was just like, why?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, which time was that?
1: Uh, when she gets caught towards the end, when uh, they're going through okay, with their big it. plan, she's like investigating them, moving mm-hmm. all the stuff onto the boat. And they either, like turn around the corner, they're like, got you. And i was just like, why wasn't she a mouse?
0: <laughs> yeah, it, there was this whole big chase scene, how she was just changing into things constantly. But, you know, they had to get, It's it's the trope. It's that whole, (laughs) you've got to capture all the uh, members of the group and put them all in one place so they can escape. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll we'll leave it at that. We'll get ready for the next movie, which is going to be hopefully spooky. What do you think? I think it's going to be spooky. I think it's going to get
1: spooky, and from the things I've heard, it's going to get pretty nasty.
0: All right, so... That's definitely going to be an R-rated one talking about the next one. So let's uh, get into that next time. We'll see you later.
1: Later, everyone.